Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bear Necessities Podcast. It's been it's been a minute. I, I'd say that we took a bye week with the Bears. <laughs> we definitely were a little bit busier um, and, and just had other things going on, but we're ready to come back to y'all this week and just get back into it with what's going on with the Bears right now. And honestly, there's a lot to unpack. And I think it's probably good that we let the Steelers game cool off for a little bit because as much as I would have liked to talk about all the BS calls and all of that, I just don't think it would have been the best content because how much can you beat up bad calls? But it really ended up screwing the Bears over. But to step away from the Bears, how have things been going for you uh, recently, Zach? Uh, yeah, it's good to be back doing the, the podcast. I, I haven't been on in a couple of weeks, but... Uh... Just been wrapping up school, uh, finishing up last couple of assignments. I was talking to you before we started recording that uh, I had about three papers that were due all in the course of, or f- what am I saying, four or five papers due all in the course of about a week. Yeah. So just a lot of reading, a lot of catching up. But uh, yeah, it's all coming together now. Yeah, I mean, that's good. And I know that, you know, having just been a student a year ago at this time, that it's really. You know, well, things get kind of ramped up by the holidays and it's exciting and all that other kind of stuff. And we're in the prime part of the NFL season. Unfortunately, that really just coincides with the bad time of the school year that, you know, you want to watch football and do all these other yep. things. But it's it's tough, you know, so I, I definitely I, I feel that. But, yeah, I mean, how are you feeling about the Bears in general right now? I know it's been a, a little while since we talked about it, but. You know, ultimately, we're looking at a three and six team, mm-hmm. and you know, when you look at the the optics of that, this team honestly hasn't played all that well throughout the season. And what we thought were were great wins against the Bengals and Raiders are probably still good wins against solid teams, but you know, those don't look, necessarily look as pretty anymore either. So, I don't know how you feel about this Bears team. It, it seems like there's kind of a little bit mixed emotions based on everything that's going on right now. I, I that was exactly what I was about to say. It's a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, on the one hand, you know, the, the Steelers lost, no matter which way you cut it, kind of hurt. Um, yeah. The, early in the game, they came out to like a, a 14 to 3 lead, I think, by half. Uh, and and they just kind of kept putting pressure on. But we had this crazy fourth quarter where we scored three times. And uh, it, it, it kind of brought back life and, and juice in, in, into, I think, a lot of the fans, the Chicago Bears fans' hearts. And, um, I know I was like on the edge of my seat and watching fields in that two minute drive was just like life changing for a moment there thinking, wow, wow. Are we really about to, you know, turn this thing around? Is this kid really going to, you know, put the team on his back and, and get us to a victory? Even if in the end, you know, it doesn't really matter. And, and it's kind of just a, a blip on the season, which, you know, turns out to be a eight and eight season or something. And we, we, get kicked out in the first round of the playoffs it it looked like like this could be the start of fields really uh um blossoming and i i don't think that that's not the case but um ultimately you know watching the steelers come right back and kick a game-winning field goal um stung pretty bad uh but but you know in the end you're looking at this three and six season like this is exactly what i expected i i don't think that many fans that you know weren't completely delusional didn't see us sitting somewhere like this maybe three and six maybe there you know a couple games could have gone better but truthfully three and six is about where we deserve to be yeah and i mean do you think the bears have the potential of doing that because 
ultimately for for what you know Justin Fields did in that you know like you said that scoring drive late in the game you know the kind of the two minute drill situation you know that was kind of ultimate the ultimate high note of this Bears season even though it was a blip and it didn't last forever that was kind of the ultimate high note the best part of this Bears team that we've seen and they eventually ended up losing which which hurts but there was things in that game that didn't go their way but do you think the Bears can actually rattle off five more wins? Because if they wanted to end up finishing, like you said, with eight wins and end up going to eight and nine, they, they would have to win five more games. I mean, right now it just looks like a team, especially with the schedule that lies ahead of them, that just they seem more poised to only pull off three or four, as sad as it sounds, unfortunately. No, I 100%. I mean, okay, here, here we go. Here's the remaining games. Ravens, Lions, Cardinals. Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings again. Dude, <laughs> we're not beating the Cardinals. Or we already got our asses kicked by the Packers. Seahawks have Wilson back. Vikings are just a better team. Uh, and they're going to beat us twice. Maybe we beat the Giants. Well, that's a bold call. Uh, the Vikings almost never beat the Bears twice in a season. I, I know. I know. I know. But I think that we're that bad. I think that we, um, <laughs> the you know, despite, despite this, like, I know, right? Just crush it instantly. <laughs> Despite the fourth quarter heroics by the Bears, um, it's not th- that uncommon for for teams to score a lot in garbage time. I mean, when a team is up by like twenty points, they're they're willing to relinquish some bigger plays uh, just to sort of burn clock and just to to make you work for it. Uh, defenses change; they become more conservative. You know, not to say that the the Steelers, you know, handed us this comeback. But but in the fourth quarter, it makes a little bit more sense for teams to start scoring higher. The fact we had a scoreless first quarter, you know, that opening drive, like nothing, nothing came through for us until the in, until the the last quarter of the game, last couple minutes. Um, I just don't think I, I don't think we're in any position to to believe that the second half of the season, even though we're past that, is gonna be better. Like we're gonna we're gonna really turn this thing around and somehow get into the playoffs in the last, but it's just not going to happen. We'll be lucky to win three games. I mean, I think they can pull one out. This is just me personally. Like, I'm not saying that what you're saying is, is wrong or off base at all. Like this Bears team has not been playing well. I think, you know, them saying they're only going to win three more games. Isn't anything that's out. Absolutely outlandish. I could see them possibly, you know, pulling a game against the Vikings. I think that's possible. Um, I think the Ravens are kind of like a fringe opportunity just because, and we'll get into this later when we look ahead to, to the next game against the Ravens, but I, I think the Ravens present a certain possibility where you could possibly pull it off. Cause I, I watched Miami do it on, it was a Thursday night, but just watched it happen this past week. You know, they, the Ravens can lose to a even undermatched team, but I, I think those are the two ones that kind of swinging the balance a little bit the one that's kind of looks possibly ugly is you know that could be the Seahawks at a time where Russell Wilson's back into it or you could be completely out of it I mean that's a a game that's kind of a little bit up in the air but if you get an in-groove Russell Wilson late in the season against the Seahawks that's going to be an even tough matchup and like you said the Packers that seems like an unlikely one as well so there's definitely some ones that seem like they're definitely you know teed up to go the wrong direction unfortunately so yeah I I think that it's it's an interesting point as far as, you know, where the Bears are at this season. I think it's just kind of the common sentiment across Bears fans, too. Like, the bye week served as a 
it's a time to look a little bit more inwards to the team. And it's like, there's some things that are going, going well. And of course, Justin Fields starting to trend up is, is looking great for this team. But like you said, the expectations that this team was really going to mix it up in the playoffs was probably a little bit incorrect heading into the season, even though some people had that mentality. Right. And, and this goes back to something we were talking about just a couple weeks ago. Like, this is what's a little frustrating about Ryan Pace standing pat uh, at the trade deadline. And I know um, you or Austin have brought up that, that you know, we're probably due a compensatory, I don't know how to say that word, compensatory, pick in terms yeah. of compensatory, thank you, compensatory <laughs> pick for, for uh, Allen Robinson eventually walking. Maybe we'll get a second or a third rounder. I don't know. I, I, think, I think we could have potentially gotten something more or another developing player right some some talent that that maybe takes some time to grow I feel weird walking away with just the compensatory pick and pretending like oh well this gives you know fields more time to develop with good receivers like well if he's gone it doesn't friggin matter um you know next year so I, I I'm I think that as each week goes by and every loss we take not being a selling team, not dealing Akeem Hicks or Allen Robinson or Robert Quinn. Um, wait, Robert Quinn? Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, Robert Quinn. I'm thinking Leonard Floyd. I almost thought I said Leonard Floyd for a second. I don't know why. I'm like, no, Leonard Floyd, my bad. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to the, the Rams. The fact we didn't sell these guys. Crazy. Yeah, who's <laughs> having a great year. <laughs> um uh, yeah, the Rams are scary, but although they did just get their yeah, asses kicked they, by the they Niners, handed to them. And, and shout out to former um, NIU player Jimmy Ward, who actually had two picks and took one to the house. So yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. I, Shanahan, maybe Shanahan's job is secured. Um, I, I don't know if they're a weird team. Like even against the Bears, it was, it was a weird game where it's like this team looks like they should be like somewhat decent they should be actually a contender but then they make like certain mistakes it's like oh yeah a good team doesn't do that so it's weird right but i digress um, <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh yeah i just think us not being a selling team um is starting to look worse because there was probably that residual hope from Nagy and ryan pace that hey if we uh you know we keep the talent around who knows this thing could turn around blah 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 we've been saying the same thing for years and years and uh, and it's, it 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 it's just a bad look. Um, you know we have we have too much talent to be uh, the type of team that we are. And granted, we have a, a rookie quarterback, but he's a stud. And this game kind of proved how talented he is. And I, I think a lot of this is going to really really fall upon Nagy's head and shoulders. Uh, uh, that he's he's he didn't get the the most out of this team. And and. I just think the ref- the record really reflects the coaching more than anything. Yeah, and that's a really interesting point. And I think it's a discussion that I've started hearing a little bit too. And I think we can transition because I wanted to talk about something pretty similar to this, but this falls pretty much right in line. And that's basically what can Matt Nagy do to save his job? And I think basically it, it, it falls into what we're talking about right now where it's like, you know, has the, has he really been underperforming with what's been around him? Like, is this, has he been making any progress with this team at all? Of course, that's what really kind of upper management stated was the key for Matt Nagy staying around was to see progress. But that is such an open-ended term that, you know, record-wise, yeah, the team's certainly not making any progress. But 
can this year be considered progressive at all? Like if, and I think this is really kind of the main question that hangs over with me and we can get into this, but also talk about everything else that surrounds it. But like if Justin Fields just keeps going on the up and up from where we are, you know, right now, if he, you know, honestly starts playing well enough that he kind of gets us a couple of wins that we shouldn't get. Are we considering that progress? Like, is that enough to keep Matt Nagy around? If he does pick up five more wins this season, if the Bears end up finishing eight and nine from three and six, is that good enough? Because honestly, we should probably get rid of him. Like that's, you know, he has been, in my opinion, I think, you know, underperforming in his job. But it, it just seems like there's still a couple of things that could possibly fall his way. And, and, you know, if Matt Nagy's the head coach for this team in 2022, that just wouldn't leave me completely unsur- unsur- unsurprised, which is absolutely scary yeah. to me. <laughs> well, so here, here's the deal. I mean, when you talk about what could he do, in all honesty, there are eight games left. There's eight games. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. Right. Unbelievable. Hypothetically, we could come away from this season with an 11 win team if we were to win out from this point. How, how you know, absolutely obscene that notion is, is, is not, you know, lost on me. I, I get it. But, uh, uh, yeah, if things fall one way or another, Kyler Murray can't, you know, heal, heal his ankle up or whatever. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a weird game where he can't get running. Uh, Aaron Rodgers catches COVID again, you know, and Russell Wilson explodes another ligament in his hand. Like things can happen, and we could just play great, and you know, hooray, we have a yeah, ten plus win season. Um, Hold up, in before that you case, continue, are you I saying think, how yeah. crazy of a hypothetical this is? <laughs> is that what you're basically sure. saying? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that that's. You know, probably a decently fair assessment, but I'll let you continue on. I just I, I saw where it was building, and I couldn't help but interject. Yeah, no, this is this is like the most extreme of all hypotheticals. Like like if every you know opposing quarterback blows some ligament in their in their hand or their knee, um, yeah, we can we can walk away with a ten plus win season. In that case, that's that's how Nagy secures his job. I think pretty much anything short of that, and he's gone. He's already gone. He's he's yeah. he would have been fired midway through the season if they if they the McCaskies didn't think it was such a bad look and maybe potentially detrimental to the development of uh, Justin Fields. I think that that they want to show cohesion that they they from the top down they understood this was the plan. You know, no matter how the season pans out, um, I, I think that that there's internally there's supposed to be this this understanding that they you know this is going to take time and blah 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 even though they've built the team to be like this pseudo win now um and and failed to transition really to a rebuilding type uh structure where they shed some of the older veterans some of the more expensive contracts at the trade deadline and picked up some more developmental players or draft picks uh so they're projecting one thing and kind of doing another but um uh, I think that that this is sort of just going to all end up landing on on Nagy's lap, and unless he finds some miraculous way or is gifted it by God or the universe itself, um, he, you know, he's they're not going to get anywhere n- near or above like nine wins this season, and 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 for them to win five or six would be crazy, crazy from here on. Uh, they'd have to play like absolute psychos. Because their opponents are good. I mean, uh, the Ravens, the Cardinals, 
this and the Seahawks are gonna and the Packers are gonna crush crush the Bears. There's four games right there uh, that the Bears basically have zero chance of winning. Even if we went out against the Vikings and then the Giants and the Lions, there's four wins. Like great, we have a seven win season. Um, no, Nagy's job is toast. We should be looking at replacements. Uh, I think just if nothing else, just for public perception, they're gonna fire him. I mean, there's gonna be such a uh, a cry for for change, you know, and even maybe the, the McCaskey stepping down if if they don't let uh, Nagy go. I just I am guessing. I mean, what a crazy scenario that would be, though. If we're, if this spiraled bad enough, where it leads to the McCaskies possibly stepping down. I mean, that would right. be just unbelievable as far as the storylines and the content that you guys would be getting from this podcast. I, I Luckily, I don't Oof. think it'll get to that point, <laughs> luckily. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it is almost a little bit the latter half like that really scares me as far as you know what we were talking about a little bit before. If this team can somehow manage off like six wins and they end up finishing 9-18, and 18, which I really think is like, it's so minimalistic. Like I doubt the Bears will do it, but like I just don't want to run the risk of even possibly bringing Matt Nagy back. And it, as bad as it sounds, and it almost feels kind of counter to being a fan. But you know, it's like, oh, I'd rather just have him take the easy out so that we don't have to stress about him possibly, <laughs> possibly staying around. But I, I do think what you're saying about the public pressure, I think that will certainly be present to get rid of Matt Nagy. It's it's been very present. Really, ever since things kind of went wrong um, at the beginning of the year and the Bears started sliding a little bit. But it's going to be something interesting to watch. I mean, of course, we're going to see how everything else develops within the season. They weren't sellers at the trade deadline, which you were talking about. So they are keeping around a lot of really good players that, you know, maybe if they start getting things all together, can give them a couple wins that we maybe not we were maybe not projecting them to to win right now, but certainly where the bears are standing right now. And, you know, even though they should probably be, you know, four and five instead of three and six, this is a team that's definitely looking, looking far uphill. And that's even in an NFC where if the bears could somehow manage to go nine and eight, they could very well end up in the playoffs with just the way things are shaking out in the NFC. So, you know, it would be kind of another weird situation again if the Bears could do enough to make the playoffs. Where it, sure they'd make the playoffs and probably seem somewhat hot, but at the same time, I don't know, you know, what team I'd even pick them over. <laughs> to be fairly honest, right, right, um, yeah, they, they, you know, the, their their standings in the playoffs would be. Uh, they they'd be knocked off pretty quick. They're you know no matter how hot because they would they'd have to come in basically like winning the last six of eight or something or yeah. five of eight. Um, they wouldn't be to, back to in at off. that point. You know like even if they lost their right. last game, they would have had to have been on some kind of winning streak. <laughs> yeah, some kind of tear. So so I'm just looking right now. I you know because of our trade with the Giants um, in this last draft. Upcoming, we only are guaranteed a second, third, uh, two fifths, and a sixth. Yep. Um, draft pick, round draft pick, and uh, that's that's pretty thin. I mean, we don't have a first rounder, uh, we don't have a fourth rounder, we don't have a seventh rounder. So you know, other teams like the Bengals, Bengals got their their guy, and they got you know every single pick they got an extra fourth. Um, and, you know, they're an up and coming kind of kind of a developmental team that's like kind of what we should almost be we got our guy we're starting to put the pieces around him talent is building 
Um, they're they're out, you know outplaying expectations or underplaying expectations. So us not selling, I'm I'm just saying, man, it's gonna hurt us. You know, we have a lot of money uh, for free agents this summer, but but I just I don't like how if there's my one gripe about um, Ryan Pace is that he's he's he pretty much was playing for his job this year, which I don't like. And maybe that's because there's an understanding that that he is also on the hot seat, and if you know Nagy goes, he goes too. But uh, it's it's put this team in a position where I don't feel like we're gonna have the the greatest turnaround here. Um, we're gonna lose some talent, and we're you know gonna potentially get some more developmental pieces a little bit from from free agency. But I I I, uh, I would have really liked to have seen us blown this team up, especially just considering you know coming off of. Uh, uh, a four, you know, loss streak. It, it's like this team is exactly what we thought. Can we just can can the Bears finally admit it and just you know blow it up? But it's too late now. Now it's now we got to see this year out. Um, so you do want the, to see them do as well as possible, I guess. You know, although that hurts your draft value. Um, you want to see Fields develop and, and play well, but it's it's ultimately for nothing, right? Because now at this point. All your your weaknesses have been exposed, and uh, no matter how well you play going into the postseason, it's kind of with this this knowledge that like yeah, but we're just we're fundamentally too weak to do it, you know, to get there. And we have a rookie quarterback. We're not going to the Super Bowl. I don't. I'm just. I'm so amazed by by the the Bears' logic this year. It's been yeah. it's been really painful to watch. Yeah, and it's just you know, th- there's a lot to unpack in what you said, but a lot of like really solid points to be honest. And I think one of them. I think we're both just trying to make is that, you know, looking back, we can't say that hindsight is going to be complete 2020 when we're kind of calling it out at this point that, hey, like the Bears probably should have made some moves on trade deadline. You know, we can't just make the excuse of being like, well, of course, after the Bears didn't, you know, finish very well, we should have sold and got more draft picks. It's kind of like what you're saying and what I want to talk about a little bit more is things along the, the draft front. And then the other thing that you said being, you know, I think another debate that kind of crops up from all this is if Nagy goes, will Pace go? And I think we're going to dive into that a little bit more in the future. So we're not going to unpack that all today because that almost kind of needs an episode for itself. (laughs) I think there's just a lot to unravel there. But as far as it comes with the draft picks, that is something that, you know, I think we should at least spend a little bit of time on just because we really don't have that much this year. Like you said, if we do finish with a poor record. If we end up going six and 11 or seven and 10, we're really not even going to benefit that much from it other than having a, a somewhat low, you know, second round pick that's going to be, or a somewhat high, I guess, in the terms of the draft, but lower a number, um, second round pick. But you know, how much does that really mean? And it kind of leaves this bears team. Like you said, if we do change GMs, and we do, you know, get a new head coach, they can't even really start with that much. <laughs> you know, they are not yeah. starting out with a lot of draft capital, which I think in the long run it's going to be worth it. The Bears gave it up for um, Justin Fields, but it's kind of been a practice of Ryan Pace to mortgage those higher picks. Yeah, yeah. And and again, like, yes, in the, the Justin Fields trade, it was a hundred percent worth giving up a future first, you know, and and um, shedding some draft capital to get back a, a, a franchise quarterback, a guy that's going to be here for you know hopefully a decade and winning us um, rings at some point. 
but but we didn't get anything back. I mean, there and and you you bring up a good point that you know it's easy to sit here on our throne and go, oh, you know, obviously at three and six we should have sold blah blah blah. And at the end of the season when we're three and fourteen or whatever, I'll you know <laughs> I'll be say saying it. the same thing. I know. But but the truth is that I think people who weren't delusionally blind by either fandom or a fear for losing their job, Al Ryan Pace, um, noticed earlier that this thing was gonna tank. That like by week four or five, it was like, well, we suck, you know, and uh, we should probably blow up this year because now that we've decided that Justin Fields is our guy. We should understand that this 100% is a developmental, rebuilding, retooling, however you want to call it, year. Uh, we're not going to win the Super Bowl. We shouldn't aspire for the playoffs in a weird kind of negative way. It actually hurts us you know, because of our draft capital. We should look to get Fields involved, play as well as he can, put protection around him, blah, blah, blah. But like retaining uh, aging defensive linemen – does not help develop Justin Fields. It does not help uh, rebuild this team. Not shedding Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks contracts in particular is detrimental to the team long term. And uh, I think that that the moment that we switch to Justin Fields, that that strategy should have shifted, right? Like we should have understood that this, okay, we're not in win now mode. And pretending like we still are, I think, hurts Justin Fields. I think hurts the team, short term, long term. hasn't It hasn't served us. It hasn't done us any good. Keeping these guys it hasn't given us a better record. It hasn't made you know Justin Fields more comfortable out on the field. I I if you want to stretch that argument to Allen Robinson, fine. Then then there's nothing to say there. But in terms of defensive players, they should have been gone. They should have been gone. Robert Quinn is too old. He's making too much money. He's playing way too well uh, for us to have not traded him. I'd like to still see us trade him um, in the offseason. If we do, I'll feel a little bit better. But, you know, that might that decision might be made by a different GM. So, Yeah, and I think in the case of the players that, you know, were not on a contract year, so, like, you know, someone like Allen Robinson, he's his own case because of the compensatory pick that comes with it, even if he leaves. But, you know, like for the players where it was just like, you know, there might be end up walking at the end of the year anyway. It was just like, just get something out of them, you know, just get some kind of value out of, you know, what they have left on their contract because who knows they're going to going to come back in 2022. You know, I'm not hundred percent sure how long Robert Quinn's contract is in my head. I'm either like, he's got one year left or he's got, this is his last year. I know it was a shorter deal, but I'm uh am I wrong in thinking that Robert Quinn's deal was a five year deal? Oh, was there's let me let me let me do a little quick research here. Um because that changes Robert things. Quinn signed a five year seventy million dollar contract with the Bears. Holy which uh included thirty million dollars guaranteed and an average salary of $14 million. Well, honestly, maybe just no one would have taken that, con- taken that contract. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> going to take that contract. He's playing. Well, he, I mean, I mean, playing I hear you, very I hear well. It's a lot of like money. Five. Sheesh, that means he's got three more years left on that deal. Man, I thought, yes, he, he, does. I thought he was going after this year. 
<laughs> no, no. This, that, that's what I was saying. He's got a big, fat, expensive contract. He's going to be 32 years old next year. That's not ancient, okay? But he's a veteran. He's an old veteran who's playing at a, like a career high. Get rid of him. We're yeah. rebuilding. We have Akeem Hicks. We have Khalil Mack. We have Roquan Smith. Like, what the f- what are we doing, man? What so are we doing? High. If we're rebuilding, why? Yeah, so high. Like, hanging on to him. Oh, great. Watch it. He blows his, you know, here's, here's the thing. It's like he blows his ACL in week 15, right? Now we're holding on to the, great. His value's dropped. You know, he's a much worse player. He's older. He's coming off an ACL injury. Like, he's never going to be the same. We all know. Like, these things can happen. And and, and I know I'm, I'm, I, I don't wish it on anybody here. I'm knocking on wood that it doesn't happen. But the point is that it's like risk management. You know, as a GM, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to t- take guys and sell them high, buy low, try and develop, you know, pieces that, that are undervalued. For, and especially during developmental times. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, uh, the the Cardinals, I don't know, the the Bengals, like somebody, some team is that's in a win now, a genuine win now mode. It's going to have interest in guys like this. Um, um, shit, even if you don't get like the best return, the point is that it's it's too much money for a guy who's too old on a team that by the time we are in a win-now mode in maybe a year or two or three because, you know, Fields' window is going to be long and, 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 and a good chance it's not going to be next year, right? It might be the year after. Um not that I, I hope we're very competitive next year, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Robert Quinn's going to be like 34 years old, 35, man. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, what is the point of, of these contracts not lining up? And this is where I've even extended this conversation or this argument, unfortunately, to Khalil Mack, who's also like 32 years old right now and playing great. Um, if we don't see like a massive uptick by the whole team by next year's trade deadline, I think we should be looking to trade Khalil Mack. This year we should, you know, hang on to him. He's still like a a top ten player in the league, but uh, I I just don't think that that hanging on to all these old defensive guys makes much sense, especially when we got and I know he's underplayed, but Eddie Jackson and Roquan Smith and, and some some younger guys that that are coming along nicely. Um, you know, eventually we're gonna have to accept that our our window our championship window has moved down the line a couple years. Yeah, and that's kind of just always been the conundrum that this Bears team has just been traveling towards was, you know, it, it just wasn't ever looking likely that, you know, by the time Justin Fields was absolutely playing at his peak, that the defense would probably be a little bit spent at that point. And, you know, best case scenario would be that everything hooks up next year and, you know, some of these players are still, you know, they don't have that much wear on them at that point. But it's just going to be something that the Bears looking forward are going to have to do. And like you said, it does boil a little bit down to risk management. Just being a little bit more forward thinking and, you know, ultimately, maybe maybe the Bears should just sign Odell and that would just solve all our issues. There you go. <laughs> you know, Odell, Odell going to change the game out here. <laughs> exactly. But one thing I wanted to hit on before we get into the game with the Ravens on this coming Sunday was just uh, some good news, some positive news, and the fact that Tevin Jenkins is finally looking like he's back in the playing shape. Um, also, I mean, I guess you could pose the question, like, should the Bears even rush him back? But I feel like, hey, he's a rookie. It's good for him to get some experience under his belt if he is healthy and ready to go. Um, and I think really, 
you know, what can we expect from the O-line at this point? Um, I personally think it would be great if we could play him at right tackle um, if Jason Peters can stay healthy. Um, but at the same time, I know the Bears' primary intention was to play him at left tackle. So I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. I don't think the Bears have made a statement yet on where they're going to put him. But I guess in general, you know, somewhat excited to see uh, Tevin Jenkins back, but staying somewhat reserved because he is a player coming right off of injury. And we, we haven't seen a look at him. I mean, we have not seen him really in pads at all. Yeah, uh, Tevin Jenkins coming back is huge. I'm very, very happy to see him back. And, and to your point about playing time, this this has been my whole argument. Like play at this point now that now that we put Justin Fields out there, put all the rookies out there. Let all the guys that are developing and getting better play more. Which also, not to just get off topic here too quickly, but um, I was frustrated uh, in the Steelers game that we didn't see more uh, Khalil Herbert. That was after playing so well yeah. the last you know few weeks. Him him getting like three carries was annoying as hell um montgomery played fine he he had like 4.4 yards per carry so he was you know he was out there doing his thing he had he had to shake off a little bit of rust he wasn't quite the uh the offensive beast we we saw before he got injured but you know he's been gone for a while i understand um but still had a a solid game but clear herbert like the rookies should be out there tevin jenkins the moment he's he's you know the staff says he's well enough get him out there get him reps um uh, the 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 O line definitely needs to take a little bit of a you know a re reshuffling or t- take another look at it. Sam Mustafer uh, played admirably when when we needed him, but he's clearly the weakest link uh, on the O line. And you know, making some moves, getting creative, maybe putting Cody Whithair, um, you know, back at center. Uh, taking James Daniels and and moving him like you know from right guard to left guard, getting Alex Bars in there at guard, or maybe Jason Peters um, playing guard, which I think he did for the Eagles uh, last season, and then um, you know uh, uh, yeah Jenkins getting over to the right right tackle, like there's there's some movements we can do uh, that I think ultimately long term will serve us well. Uh, I think we should totally reevaluate the O line. I know that it's kind of a tough thing to do mid season because you don't want to lose any chemistry or you know any sort of a meshing between the offense. The 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 somewhat fortunate point of being three and six is that who gives a shit anymore? Uh, you know, <laughs> I guess the only thing I'd worry about like, is Justin Fields' health, you know, and that's why I'd be a l- just a little correct. bit nervous to to reshuffle or to to get rid of any kind of you know relationship that he's formed with them which whether it be out of hate or respect you know I don't really know (laughs) all right so yeah when it comes down to you know reshuffling the offensive line I think that it's you know I wouldn't want to endanger Justin Fields but at the same time it's hard not to fall a little bit or at least you know take into consideration what you're saying because I do think the Bears do have room to experiment. Um, I don't know if the O-line is the perfect place necessarily where I think it should be done, but I think all over around the offense, they should definitely be considering it. And the fact that what you brought up about Khalil Herbert not getting enough time is a little bit concerning. I mean, there's no reason why the Bears shouldn't you know, try to get him out there. He's been a weapon. Um, and even if it's a package that includes both him and Montgomery on the field, I, I don't care what it takes. Just get the man, get the man some touches. Um, you know, unfortunately, we don't really have anyone super bright or aspiring in the wide receiver core that we can 
really go out there and give more reps. I mean, Darnell Mooney is pretty established. He's already the the number two on this team, so he's getting you know a lot of looks from Justin Fields already. Um, in fact, he's probably the favorite of Justin Fields when it comes to the wide receivers. Um, but, you no know, doubt. making sure Colca Metz out there as much as possible when it comes down to tight ends. Um, it, it was good to see Jimmy Graham featured a little bit more in. I don't know where that's been all season, but that came into play a little bit against the Steelers. But, yeah, mixing it up offensively and taking some chances. I mean, um, you know, definitely don't rock the boat when it comes to what's, you know, make what's working for Justin Fields. But, you know, everything kind of in capacity should be should be done. Yeah. Uh, I, in terms of protecting Justin Fields more, that's just I think that's just going to boil down to just r- running the ball like crazy. Um, Fair point. <laughs> with Khalil Herbert and Montgomery now on the field, you know, at the same time. I just want to see them running the ball constantly, and I want to see. I know that that you know Justin Fields should be out there slinging it a bit, but like only when it's safe to do so. Essentially, um, uh, I I think that while there is you know the obvious chance that by moving guys around on the O line that you know Justin Fields might be subjected to a little bit of an increased uh, amount of danger. He's already exposed to a ton, and I think that this whole year he's been sort of running for his life. And uh, I, I believe a temporary, you know, increase or a temporary kind of chaos to the O line might be worth it. Even even by you know the end of this year or three quarters of the way through this year, we could see a pretty pretty drastic improvement by moving some guys around. And uh, I don't think that it should all happen at once, but uh, but I do think that getting Sam Mustafer out of there and, and maybe you know plugging in. Cody Whitehair back into center and, and then seeing how Jenkins fits on either the left or right side um, is is going to be is going to be a good move for the Bears and I think that that we've seen enough inconsistency already to justify kind of shuffling things because because if it does make it worse theoretically it would be marginal um, I think that there's just so much room to improve for the O line it has to be one of the weakest parts of the entire team no oh, absolutely um, and it's really <laughs> affected every other aspect so yeah. yeah so i think i think it's it's well worth the risk i mean i, I you know I, I think that you definitely raised good points you know i i, I my only thing i counter with is how much better do you think it can get <laughs> with the current crop of players you know i, I think that that also just begs the question honestly the fact i i think they honestly just need to add you know at least two more you know, solid players along this offensive line. I think they have probably three pieces that they can build around, and we'll we'll see how Tevin Jenkins um, really pans out. I mean, he's a bit of a question mark, but, you know, I, I think they need to add more. But at the same time, I mean, maybe there could be more that's extract, extracted out of the Bears' O-line, like you were saying. Truthfully, I think we're in a situation where we might only need another guard. I don't know if we need uh, two more uh, real guys on the field. Larry Borum, let's not forget, played pretty well. Um, Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum, uh, uh, James Daniels, Cody Whithair are solid dudes. And I think that that is the core of our O-line moving forward. Getting them all out on the field and playing them a lot, I think is going to be the best thing we can do uh, for the team. We do need need to find somebody else. Alex Bars is fine. Um, Mustafer has been... You know, okay in stretches, but uh, 
ultimately, I, I think we do need to look at getting one more guard. But I think that the core of the O-line is there. They just need to get on the field and figure out who is playing where. Uh, Peters can, you know, fill in where, where necessary. Alex Bars, as I've mentioned. But um, I think that getting the four of those guys out there and, and getting them to gel uh, will will actually serve the, the O-line pretty well I, I think it's going to take a minute to get used to but uh no man they've they've played so bad this year like so so bad they have to be maybe you know performing wise like one of the worst in the league i don't know oh, yeah. maybe maybe the jaguars are are the only other team to give up well, I, you know more i think they've given up the and, most sacks i think the bears still have given up the most. something like yeah. that I mean, just because of how yeah, god awful yeah, they but, were against the Browns, like that really put a dent right. in them. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. That puts such a huge. And, and I mean, didn't the Packers sack us like five times? Like I, I think I don't four, know, we've been just four getting, or five. Okay, yeah. we've been getting crushed every game. We're just getting crushed. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not good. It's been bad. I, I think just my dream world, and it is a little bit of a dream world, but I think optimally, a hundred percent of things would go perfectly at plan. I'd be playing Tevin Jenkins at right tackle. So then we'd have to yep. technically pick Great. up another left tackle and then probably that guard that you're saying. But if we go along the Bears route where they would want him to be left tackle and you keep someone like Borum and have him play right tackle like you're saying, that played a bit above expectations, you know, maybe isn't the long term solution but is capable, you know, maybe that's what they roll with. But I think, you know, my dream kind of vision is to have him play at the right tackle position. Um, yeah, because by no means is, is Jason Peters the long-term, long-term fix at, at left tackle. But, um, what about, what about Borum playing left tackle though? I mean like Borum at left, uh, Tevin Jenkins at right. I don't know if I've and seen enough from Borum where I want him to be on the blind slide. I hear you. I hear you. But I just think at, that at this, at, I'm not going to put a ceiling positions. on him. I'm not going to put a ceiling yeah. on Borum, but I just haven't seen enough at that point where I'd say yeah protect justin fields <laughs> back right 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 <laughs> you know you go rookie go <laughs> but we'll see i mean you're right the bears do have options though and I, I think that you know heading into next year they have options to make things even better i think that's crucially where it stands this offensive line has been much maligned as you alluded to this bears offensive line is one of the worst in the league they've one of the best numbers to track and it doesn't say everything but it's sacks given up and Damn, has this offensive line given up some sacks this year? <laughs> you know, tons, they, man, tons. At, at some games they've been especially good at it, but yeah, ultimately, you know, there's just been so many things that have been, you know, making this bear season very variable, and you know, now we head into this Baltimore game where you know, on face value, pure black and white context, you you think this would be, you know, kind of another grim grim week for the Bears. I think the only thing that just gives me the most minuscule of hope, and maybe you can flip it around and call it a bad thing, was that loss to the <laughs> Dolphins because it it made them seem vulnerable. You know, I, I think the the game plan yeah. on on Lamar Jackson has been pretty clear. I mean, don't let him beat you with his legs all game, otherwise you don't stand a chance. So you got to make him throw the ball and throw the ball downfield or throw into areas where he's not comfortable, a long out route. Something like that. But at the same time, they're not going to be very happy that they lost to the Dolphins um, last week and that AFC North is competitive. This is going to seem like a game that they absolutely must take to pad another win into that win column. 
So I don't know. What's your initial read on this? It's it's certainly a tough matchup. You think the Bears have any hope in in pulling this off? Well, I I will give your argument merit about you know them playing the Dolphins and, and getting beat the way they did was surprising uh it showed that and and even the Bengals a couple weeks ago the Bengals crushed the Ravens just absolutely destroyed them um they've the Ravens have been a weird team they've been a little bit of hit and miss uh in terms of like like the defensive expectations coming into the year you know they were really high they had a couple injuries early on um that sort of set them back they're still hanging in there defensively you know they're they're somewhat near um the top uh defensive efficiency in terms of points allowed but yeah but yeah their offense hasn't been scoring uh uh consistently you know a uh, game to game they've they've had games where they've really struggled um but we've seen that the the explosive potential of that offense and and I don't I don't know if coming off of a loss like that to the dolphins you know the the ravens are playing for their season they're they're really in a position where they're fighting for good seating um, and the bears are like easy prey and I could see them coming out and just smashing us over the head. Um, it's really going to end up relying on our defense more than I think even Justin Fields. I think just stopping the Ravens and keeping them to under, you know, 21 points is going to be crucial. I just don't see how we do it. I don't see how uh, the former MVP gets shut down back to back weeks uh, I know we're coming off a bye and we're going to be well rested, but uh, I think that the Ravens are going to be coming out with a vengeance, and they're they're going to be looking to to you know get up to seven wins and and start really securing that playoff spot. Um, I I agree that the Bears have like this isn't this isn't one of those situations even like uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where I basically put us at a zero percent chance of winning. Um, <laughs> I do think that that there's there's some likelihood it might be like seventy five twenty five, but it's low. It's really low. Um, it's gonna it's gonna rely on our defense as it usually does. I think Fields is starting to get into a rhythm where he can you know he can throw two touchdowns a game, and uh, maybe we can rush one in there. You know, hopefully we can be a team that can score about twenty points. But it's just not gonna be enough. It might be a, you know another one of these low scoring affairs, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be. I think we're gonna come away something honestly like twenty four to fourteen. Um, I think that they'll have a pretty pretty similar game to the to the Dolphins game, except just reversed. The Ravens are favored by six. That's six. what the line is. I think at. they should be favored higher than that. Six you, you seems think, low. Yeah, okay, I, I, I would I would pick the over yeah. under is actually a little bit shocking to me. It's at forty five. Which I guess is a twenty-one to twenty-four game, you know, which is an exception. They think, they think the Bears are gonna, yeah, they think the Bears are gonna score more than they are. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll get seventeen. I just hang on. Let me look at let me look at the Bears real quick here. Hang on. Let me pull up our games again. Let me just remind everybody of how much we've <laughs> scored. Okay. Oh no. Um, and and admittedly, we've been doing a little bit better, but the last two weeks, right? But twenty-seven, twenty-two. Okay, good. We're on a good track. Three, 14, <laughs> 20, 24, 6. Okay, like 14. We're, we suck. The we three suck. just we're sounds so, so bad. bad. Three? It stings. It stings, man, to score three points. Here's the thing. In the, in the, uh, 
NFC, we have scored as many points as the Lions. Yep. And actually... Okay. The Lions have not won a game this year. Yeah. And I kind of dropped another quick fun fact, actually, that I heard. I think it was yeah, Hubarkish uh-huh. that said it on the score this week, I believe. Um, but he mentioned that the Chicago Bears are actually, in NFC standings, the second lowest because they have the fewest number of wins against NFC teams other than the Lions. Um, as far as when it comes to NFC wins because the Bears have two wins against AFC teams and only one against NFC teams, I believe. So, Fantastic. Yeah, and the only team that's worse than that is the Lions, who have no wins <laughs> against anyone. Great. Good. <laughs> yeah. So so we're just – that's the exactly – like that's that's e- even furthering the point. Yeah, we're, we, are, we are so bad. Somehow, like our record actually hides how bad we are. Um, I think that, that – our that Bengals win is crazy. That's what I'm telling you. That Bengals <laughs> win is crazy. That's exactly it. Is that like, yo, we should not have beaten the Bengals. Um, we honestly shouldn't have beaten the Raiders. We should be a one and seven team or whatever the hell it is. Um, the Raiders are god awful. You know, game, like though. we we are the Lions. Yeah. No, of course, of course, they they sucked, but but. Even in terms of uh, points allowed, right? Like the Lions have only allowed thirty more points than we have total. We've 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 given up uh, almost two hundred and thirty. They've given up two hundred and sixty. So we and we both have scored exactly uh, one hundred and fifty points over the season, which is way way below uh, some of the teams near the top, like the like the Cowboys who have scored. They're approaching three hundred points, right? They've almost scored twice as much as we have. We are that far away. From from you know the top seeds in the NFL, uh, it's it's the 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 difference is unbelievable. Uh, the Bills too. Bills have almost scored three hundred. They're two hundred eighty points. Um, Hitting forty yeah, points we, for this we, team seems unbelievable. <laughs> you know, if the Bears no, score forty yeah, points this year, I will be awestruck. You if know? the Bears score forty points, I will pay you and Austin forty dollars each. All right. Uh, <laughs> There's and for for no 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 compensation for that. I'll just <laughs> hand you guys. I don't have any money, but I'll do it because uh, it's just not happening. There's a zero percent chance of that ever ever happening this year. Yeah, um, there's just no teams. It's sad. We're gonna get to that Lions game, and I'm gonna be sweating bullets. <laughs> oh, dude, wouldn't that just make Thanksgiving just terrible? <laughs> oh, so good on Thanksgiving. We got like 36 of sitting there, like shit. I don't want to pay these guys. <laughs> Like oh Just man, take a field goal. If if this team, if it's a close game on Thanksgiving against the Lions, I'm gonna be like, there's no way, there's no way about they're just no. gonna ruin this holiday today, because that would very <laughs> likely be, I think it would be the the Lions' first win at that point, because I don't know who they play this Sunday, but I wouldn't imagine it's anyone yeah. that they're gonna beat, <laughs> as bad as it sounds, or I don't know if they have a bye week or what their situation is, honestly. But, yeah, losing to the Lions would be a complete disaster scenario. Maybe they can put 40 on them, but at the same time, I wouldn't expect it. It's, you know, matchup-wise going into this game, I think that, you know, the Miami didn't necessarily give me a good read on how well the the um, the Bears could run the ball against the Ravens because Miami just doesn't run the ball well. So... I mean, there's probably a little bit of opportunity yeah. there right. um, as far as, you know, the Bears honestly are a team that need to keep it on the ground anyway to give themselves a chance. But I don't think, 
you know, the Ravens defense is quite as good as like you're saying people are making them out to be. So there's a little bit of room for potential bears by no means are going to put up 40, but they could potentially at least hope to crack 20 if they played a decent game, but we'll see. I mean, don't, don't hold your breath. (laughs) Um, for real, for a 20 point game, like God. And then offensively, it's going to be all about, you know, not letting Lamar Jackson break out of the pocket too much and, and gash it with 20 yard runs. They're going to need to, to make them earn every, every yard and hopefully make them do it a lot through the air. They're, they're having a bit of a situation in the running back room. They let go of Le'Veon Bell um, today. He is going to hit waivers. So, you know, things are going on. They're not the strongest team in the world. Like you're saying, they've been very hot and cold this year. I, I don't think the bears will win this game. Um, I, I do think that the, the, I think the Ravens could very well get 27 in this game, and I think the Bears might hit 17. So I think that puts you right right towards the underside of that over-under. Um, and, and, you know, maybe the Bears will make it somewhat competitive. I hope that they, they bring it down to the wire. And, you know, optimally, I really hope that they, they win this game. It would make things at least exciting. And it's not like we really have a first-round draft pick to worry about. So if this team decides to win right. a couple games, they're not going to be too bent out of shape. Um but yeah, yeah, I don't think it's very likely. You got? Do you have any parting comments on it? I think that we've kind of been uh, depressing on this show, but it's hard. It's hard to be very optimistic about a that's, three. That's what I come here to do, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, I come here to just depress the show. <laughs> the, the dynamic with Austin was that he was usually a little bit more up on the team, and I was a little bit more down. So now we kind of get two more down perspective, you know, Bears analysis here um, with with Zach and. And myself, but you know, ultimately, that's just that's what you guys need to know as listeners. I'm sure you guys have picked up that tone already. Um, <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, that that's that's the way <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to to really say about that. Hopefully, the Bears can can really come out and, and prove us wrong this coming week. But you know, I'd be a little bit surprised. No, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll end my nag fest there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all again for listening. Um, as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a rating and a review. Um, you know, as we've said before, we will read out the reviews um, on the podcast. Um, and yeah, keep checking out the YouTube channel. Um, we should be bringing a little bit more content to that soon. Um, there should be there should be a little bit more content coming down. I think that, you know, Zach and, and myself will probably aim to, to record again early next week just so we can get a little bit of analysis in there on the short week before the Lions game. But, you know, it might not be anything too crazy. But keep checking it out. We're going to keep pounding along some content. And uh, odds are, look for it to be a little bit more long-term looking because uh, kind of the season view right now is getting a little bit spent. So it's a, it's time to look ahead to 2022 a little bit. So we're going to be opening the page uh, on next season a little bit early. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> the next year can't come soon enough, man. <laughs> Bring on 2022. Well, you guys hear it here first. Um, as always, bear down. Bear down. <laughs>